Hey, I'm Jason Gray. Hey, this is Sarah Gross. Hey, I'm Andrew Osinga. Hi, this is Michael Carr. Hey, this is Andrew Peterson, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. And this is me, so let's have some exciting music. Who is me, you ask? Well, me is Rick Lee James, and this is my podcast, Voices in My Head. We've got a great show for you this week, so stay tuned. host Rick Lee James as always and this week I am here once again with my son Alexander who is enjoying a bottle right next to me and uh, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do for the podcast this week and then last night after looking at a passage of scripture uh, in a completely new way than I ever have in a way that I actually think makes it make sense for the first time in my life um, I decided today that was going to be the episode of Voices in My Head so um, if Alex permits, so to speak, as he as long as he stays calm and is listening, maybe he'll just uh, listen into my story with me today. Um, so thanks for joining into Voices in My Head. By the way, I had a great time uh, last week with J.R. Foresteros from the Storyman podcast. We had a great time. I'm really looking forward to going on their show because, uh, man, I, I wish I had a co-host like him every week. Just a lot of fun. Actually got some really good comments uh, from that show, and uh, if I get time here in a few minutes. Maybe I'll share um, uh, some feedback that we had from that episode last week. But what I want to talk about today, I'm going to start out by using Luke chapter 18. And it's often known as the parable of the persistent widow. It's also known as the parable of the unjust judge. Either way you want to look at that. Um, But we're going to start with Matthew chapter 18 today. The parable of the persistent widow. Uh, And it goes like this. Starting from verse 1, if you want to follow along. uh, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice, so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. I will not, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones, who cry out to him day and night? He will keep putting, will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice, and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Um, now, I think the way that traditionally this has been um, translated is pretty straightforward. Um, the unjust judge represents God, and the parable kind of flips around and says, you know, if the unjust judge will do this for his people and bring justice for those who call on him, then how much more will God the Father, who wants to bring justice and is just, bring to his people? And that probably is the way that we're supposed to look at that. But last night when I was looking at this passage, I thought, what if we reversed the roles? Because I think this also makes a lot of sense. And Alex apparently agrees or disagrees. I'm not sure what that means. But uh, he's enjoying his bottle anyway. But instead of looking at the parable just for today, and I could be completely off base about this, but it rang true to me last night. I think you can almost look at it both ways. You can look at the people in the parable 
as the unjust judge representing God and the widow representing us being persistent in prayer and coming to God in prayer. Um, but I wonder if we couldn't flip those around. If we put God in the role of this persistent widow and put us in the role of the unjust judge who doesn't respect God or care about what men think, um, just because I feel like that represents us better. Um, if you think about it, this widow um, is doing the work of God. God throughout Scripture in more places than I can even count up. I actually deal with it in chapter 1 of my book, Out of the Depths. Um, he calls his people to work justice, to do justice. He does not let them off the hook. He wants us to be people who are a part of working justice for the oppressed, to uh, care for the orphan and the widows, to care for the poor, to, to not let injustices stand. And it seems like that's all we know about this widow. She just says, grant me justice against my adversary. She keeps coming to this unjust, wicked judge, this unjust person who doesn't care about God, doesn't care about people, and will not let go, will not stop. This widow, who if we say is God, persists daily, constantly, coming at this judge, uh, trying to get the judge to change the judge's ways. Um, so when you think of it that way, um, I, I see that as a lot of who God is. God is the relentless pursuer. He is the one that will not let us go. He will not leave us to our own wicked ways. No matter how wicked we are, no matter how much we disrespect Him, no matter how much we don't care about people, God loves us too much to leave us alone. And he loves us too much to allow us to go on our own ways, not caring about the needs and concerns of others. And I almost see this parable, if we look at it in that light, as a, um, a conversion story. That this unjust judge representing us, humans, who can be uncaring, who all of us are guilty of at least one time or another turning our back on God, turning our back on men, and yet God still wants to use us, as wicked as we are, to bring about his justice. So if we see God as this widow and us as the judge, think about the story that way. And let me read it again. In a certain town there was a judge who, who neither feared God nor cared about what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. Uh, so it's, it's, it might, might be completely off base on this. I think you can look at it both ways, but for me, it took on a new light last night. Now, it does say at the beginning, Jesus told this parable to his disciples to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Um, and, and so I think we maybe are supposed to see ourselves as that widow in our persisting in prayer life. But I also know this. I know that prayer, to me anyway, as, as my understanding evolves about what prayer is, prayer is much more about waiting, about listening, about being open, about being transformed, about being remade, in the image of God. And in a certain way, since the parables really are not intended to be 
um, simple, straightforward stories. The parables were intended to make us think and intended to take the outcome we thought was supposed to be there and flip that on its head. I think there's a way to look at this parable like I just described, that praying and not giving up might be that we should stop being like that unjust judge, that we ourselves should listen to God as he is coming and calling, that we should persist in listening to the Lord that is speaking to us, to the Lord that is persisting to come to us. So I think we can actually look at this. To me, it makes much more sense to say that we persist in prayer by being open to, let's say, this widow who is persistently coming to us, if that widow is God. So think of it this way. Persisting in prayer could be persisting in being open and persisting in listening and persisting in being obedient to God. Persisting in obedience. Because maybe that's what prayer really is. I don't think prayer is just opening our mouths, babbling on and talking as much as it is allowing ourselves to be properly formed into who God wants us to be. God wants to form us from being people like that unjust judge who doesn't care about God, doesn't care about man, and he wants to form us into people who will work justice for the oppressed, that will grant justice against the adversary. Well, who's the adversary? Well, the adversary is anyone, anything in this world that's going against the goodness of God, going against his righteousness, going against his saving plan here on earth. And so we are to be people who work against those things, to work against the principalities and powers of the air of the world. So um, it may not be the correct way, but it's the way I think we're actually supposed to see this. When, we, when it goes on and Jesus says, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Again, I think we can see it both ways. For me, for whatever reason, the voices in my head this week, it struck me as I need to look at it in the opposite, in the reverse. Maybe not always. Maybe I'm completely off base and I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I think there's merit in seeing this parable in both ways. And maybe that's the beauty of a parable is Jesus doesn't want us to just get tied into to one mode of thinking necessarily about who God is and who we are. So, um, yeah, tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear them. Um, I, I enjoyed looking at that scripture passage last night. It brought some new life to me. Um, do this sometimes in your prayer times. Um, I, I want to encourage you guys um, to not only listen in prayer, but listen to the Word. Listen as you go to your prayer times. Listen to what the Scripture is saying. And go with commentaries. Go with studies. Go with whatever other people are saying about it. But also do this on your own. Take things like the parables and flip them around. Change the characters around. Um, because sometimes that may help you. I really think Jesus gave us these stories to confound us, to confuse us. Uh, and when I say confuse, I don't mean confuse to leave us in a state of confusion, but to confuse us in the way that we would get our thinking um, shaken up a bit and to tear us down a bit in the way we usually think about things and then to make us think in new ways about things. Um, I, I, I really believe that that's what the parable's purposes are. They were stories that were to uh, comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable, so to speak. 
Um, they were mm. usually stories that already were very common in Jewish life, and Jesus took them and, and gave them a twist that nobody expected, changed the characters, changed the outcome. He, he made the unjust people the righteous ones, and the righteous ones the unjust ones. So I think that, um, that Luke 18 is a, a good version of that. So go do some studying of Luke 18. Tell me what you think. You can email me. Um, you can go to uh, rickleyjames.com, find all my contact information mm. there. Uh, you can actually uh, send me a Twitter message, at Rickley James is my name on Twitter. And uh, you can just look up Rickley James. You can go to my band page on Facebook now and uh, look me up. Send me a, a message. I'd love to hear uh, what you guys are thinking about this. Well, with that in mind, um, I think I want to share a little bit of, of uh, this feedback that came in from last week's show. Um, ben DiBono wrote in. He really liked the episode. And uh, Ben, of course, is a friend of mine. Ben helped me edit my book. And uh, Alex is getting a little restless here. So I may have to uh, stop the recording and start over again. Uh, but he had some, some interesting thoughts and interesting feedback. And I welcome your feedback here. Um, uh, so, you know, email me, call the number that's on the website, and you can leave a message if you want to. Ben chose to type his thoughts out. And I think he makes some, some good points about our family-friendly episode from last week. Is Christianity family-friendly? Is the Bible family-friendly? And uh, he said, I listened to your family-friendly episode today, and I loved it. A few thoughts that came to mind while I was listening. He said, the amount of garbage, both in terms of quality and message, that Christians consume because something doesn't have sex and swearing in it is staggering. To me, this represents a far greater moral problem than watching a movie with a few F-words in it. I'm convinced that much of the American church doesn't truly value the family, but exploits and idolizes it. Going from the evangelical to the Catholic world, I've been shocked by how different the perspective is. No one could accuse Catholics of not valuing the family, but the fact that our leaders, from the parish to the Vatican, are celibate men forces us to confront and accept that broader definition of family you talked about on the show. Meanwhile, I see evangelical churches promoting the family and family ministry almost to the exclusion of all else. Sermon series and mini-series are almost all geared toward families. If one definition of idolatry is giving inappropriate honor to an otherwise good thing, then this is textbook idolatry. I am less and less convinced that Christian fiction should even be a thing. I'm all for Christians making fiction, but the fact that Christian fiction has become its own genre is quite disturbing. At best, it means we're spending enormous energy preaching, usually shallow messages, to the choir. At worst, it's a lost opportunity to be a part of important conversations about truth that are taking place in our world. People lament the lack of a modern Tolkien or Lewis in Christian fiction, yet that very premise is flawed. Tolkien and Lewis didn't write Christian fiction. They were Christians writing fiction, and the difference is enormous. Um, and he, and he said, I, I love that you brought up Courageous on the show. When that movie came out, I was doing a fair amount of men's ministry stuff as a part of my pastoral work. Um, I had a lot of people who assumed I'd be all for the movie and seemed shocked that I didn't have an interest in seeing it. Um, suffering through one fireproof-esque production was plenty for me. Thank you. Uh, when I eventually did see it, not only were my fears about its quality confirmed, but its sanitized and frankly lame picture of masculinity was the exact opposite of what I was trying to accomplish with my men's ministry. 
mixing up some good masculine values with a safe, nice, toned-down view of the world couldn't be more counterproductive. All that is to say, Rick is right. <laughs> so, um, thanks, Ben. That was—I mean—that was a lot to read, but I, I appreciate the comments. I, I appreciate that there was some substance there, and that you'd been thinking through uh, what we were talking about on the show. Um, so I, I'd love to get more feedback from you guys out there. What are you thinking of the show, the podcast? We're only a few episodes away from episode 100. I'm into ideas right now about what we can do for a 100th episode. I'm trying to uh, look into some possible, um, you know, really neat guest star or maybe guest stars on the 100th episode. I don't know what I'm going to do, but got to get it together here. Uh, well, by the time you're listening to this, the book is probably going to be released. Uh, Friday night, Beacon of Hope. I don't know if I'll be able to get this episode out today, which is Thursday, but um, Friday night at Beacon of Hope, uh, it's going to be the book release party. I'm going to be doing a little bit of music there that night. I don't think I'm going to do a full concert, but just uh, kind of support some of the things I'm going to be talking about with the book, with some of the songs that I wrote around it. So uh, if you're able to come to Beacon of Hope, on Friday night, that's awesome. If you're listening to this after Friday is over, then sorry you missed it, or maybe you were there, and hey, it was great to see you. Uh, but anyway, I guess that's all I've got to say for today. Uh, again, go to rickleejames.com. You can find all my contact information there. Oh, by the way, I should mention this before I officially sign off from the show and go change a diaper for my son here. Um, if you go to rickleyjames.bandcamp.com, you can actually find a special on there where you can get a hardcover copy of the book, which includes a free download of Basement Psalms Live, the full album. Uh, so you'll want to make sure and go there if you have any interest. I've found that people who have been reading the book have said that they don't need to have the album uh, in order to make the book make sense, but it's very helpful to them because while they're listening uh, to the album, the song, um, they'll read a chapter or else they'll read a chapter first and then listen to the song that accompanies that chapter to kind of see how the thing flows. So that was yeah, the idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, rickleyjames.bandcamp.com, and you can find information on how to get uh, not only the DVD, but also the book and the CD and the downloads and all that kind of stuff. So, that's it for this week, folks. It's a shorter episode, but thank you so much for listening. Um, we've been having a great time with these shows, having some great guests. Um, no guests this week except just uh, Alex, me, and the scripture and some feedback. But I hope you'll find it was a good episode anyway, and I hope that you're engaging with Scripture in some new ways, and hopefully I can help be a part of that in my little way through this episode. So thanks for listening to Voices in My Head. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. And I'd love this to be a community experience, so if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback, you can give me suggestions for future shows, you can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.